Welcome to another Banditland Boulevard. It's your boy, Trev Howard here. Flaunt running solo, but not actually not really solo because we got Brad McCauley on again. Tony, we hope that you bowl really, really well tonight because we know that you are an absolute stud at that stuff. But uh, we're talking mid-season Buffalo Bandits here on Banditland Boulevard. Bradley McCauley is back here with us to join. What's going on, dude? Nothing, man. Just hanging out. Just had a little dinner. Uh, I was actually at Chef's in Buffalo, which was incredible. Great place. So, Great place. Yeah, I was out there having a little dinner and got back now, jumping on the pod with you. We love that. You guys are 10-2 and two right now. The Banishers are probably the best team in the league. I know San Diego's pretty good, and we have a couple games in hand. Maybe a few games, actually, in hand over those guys. But 10-2, and two, locking it down. Got half a game lead in the East Division. <laughs> What's been uh what what's been in the water you guys have been drinking? Because I think this is probably uh I think this is a better start than what it was last year. Because I think right around week 12, 13, you may have had three losses on the year. Uh, fighting injuries and stuff like that. What's been, you know, really really, really running it for you as far as the winning is concerned? Uh yeah, I think I, I'm not even really entirely sure where we were at last year at this point, but yeah, I think you kind of nailed it. I think we had a couple couple losses that didn't really leave a great taste in our mouth but yeah this this year's been a bit different um obviously with some key guys going down and in Bernsey and Kluch um now B-Rob getting hurt as well but yeah. guys in and out of the lineup doing different things and and us still finding a way to win um I think it was a real gut check just for us uh, a real depth check as well I think you can kind of see what our team has to offer. Like, obviously we very much enjoy having guys like Kluch and Josh in the lineup, uh, Dehoka in there as well. Yeah. Thankfully we were able to keep Daner in there. Um, and, and same with like Bucky as well. Um, you get Kazi in there cause I'm pot in his first one and then swearing on live television, which was yeah. hilarious. But, <laughs> was uh, great. yeah, that was good. That was funny. I didn't even realize he did it. And then he told me in the locker room after, and we had a good laugh, but yeah. You know, you get to see some different guys step up, and um, obviously we have fantastic leadership in our, in our coaches. And then we're just with Josh and Kluge even being out and just being able to be there, talk to us, talk us through things. And you can just tell, man, like in our locker room, everybody believes in each other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Dane says it before every game. You know, I mean, shoot your shot. Like if one guy scores, we all score. It doesn't matter yep. who's doing it. Like Dane's going to get 10 points. It's going to happen. Oh, it's routine Austin's for him. going to get yeah. a hat trick. Glutal score. I can pot a couple. Like everybody can do it, right? And some guy's gonna get hot, somebody's gonna go for it, and everybody else is just a it's a team effort. And then our defense and goaltending has been outstanding. Oh, that's like been they've awesome. been unbelievable in in all those games. Like, I mean, obviously I talk about the offense a lot just because I'm a part of it, but we would be nowhere without the goaltending and the <sighs> defensive effort and the transition that we've gotten. Um, our defense is so stellar, they're so consistent every night and Obviously, when you got four or eight in between the pipes every night, like you've got a stellar chance at winning that game. Um, I think obviously we did very well, don't get me wrong, but we snuck out with a couple offensive efforts that were not even half as good as the defensive and goaltending. Um, yeah. so we owe everything to those guys. Like they made they made it easy on us and we made it very hard on them and they they stepped up to the plate. So it's been it's been a full team effort. Like I said, it's just, <clears throat> it's been a gut check. It's been a depth check and our team answered. We responded and we're getting key guys back in now. I think you saw like, yeah, Halifax game went to overtime the other day. It was a bit of a different look guys. That was a, that was in. a scary game. You know, heart rate, yeah, was, I, heart rate, heart rate was really uh, yeah. going up and down in that game for sure. It got touchy. It got touchy and it was weird. I mean, it's, it's just a different look, right? You got Kluch and Bernsey back. So, you know, like Kluch hasn't played in, 
X amount of months and Josh has been out three games. So those guys are coming back in to get their footing and like they did well. I mean, I think they had three and three goals and four goals, I think obviously yeah. the winner, yeah. but including um, the OT goal too. Yeah. Including the OT goal. Exactly. And like, there's just different guys doing different things. Like, you know, I was carrying the ball a bit more when they were gone this game, but I didn't carry the ball a bunch. I was kind of getting in the middle doing different things and I was okay with that. I, like I said, I've, I've said it before. I, I know my role on our team and I'm going to help out wherever I can. And like I said, guys are going to get hot. Like it doesn't matter who's scoring as long as the ball's going in the net, but that was fine. I mean, to get those guys back in and get everyone's, you know, kind of get the ball rolling again and, and get back into that chemistry we had before. Um, Absolutely. And, and to pull out a win to, to boot just without experiencing, I don't want to say growing pains because that's not the word, but just getting everything back to, back to where it should be and where we like it to be. And then, you know, for it to go a little bit rough, but then pull out a win, that's, that's what mattered. Yeah. I think that overcoming adversity is, is more of a better term right there to use than uh, obviously the growing pains, you know, you guys are, you guys are a young team, but I think overcoming adversity and climbing up that metaphorical mountain, you know, and doing all that good stuff is, uh, is really what's been, you know, really helping you guys close out games and score a lot of goals, despite everything happening as far as injuries and the injury, like overall injury report. But, uh, yeah, you guys, I mean, Ray Lewis said that uh, defense wins championships. But I think in today's game, especially in all of sports, you got to be the most complete team. Offense mm-hmm. got to get you the goals. Defense got to slam the door and close out games. And I think, I mean, this is just my uh, humble opinion, but I think the most impressive win of the season might be one that you might overlook. But I think it was the road game against Halifax. There were like five or six starters out in that game. You still still scored ten goals in that game, and Matt Vino Vince was absolutely lights out in that yeah. second half. And that defense, Adam Bombery, you're missing him last game, but in the on the road game in Halifax, in the middle of a snowstorm, he was over there. He was a ball hawk, you know. He was over there blocking a bunch of shots, laying people out. That was probably the most impressive game that I've seen, or most impressed I've been with you guys as far as wow, six guys out in the lineup. And they got guys like Jamison and Benny and Shanks and all those other players to be able to hold those guys down without some of your top six guys in that lineup. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Again, man, with like the defense and goaltending being so stellar, like, like exactly like 11 against teams like that, like 11 goals doesn't usually get it done. Yeah. Like not usually high powered offense that they run. Exactly. Mike, Mike 11, Kersey knows a lot about high-powered offense, you know, playing, yeah, we, playing in Buffalo. We figured we were going to have to have 14-plus, and we didn't even come close, obviously. I mean, we had, yeah, the 11. And then, but yeah, it's exactly, it's just the same thing. You know, our, our offense has been has been good enough, and our defense has been fantastic. Um, but like you said, overcoming adversity, uh, that's just been kind of a thing for us. It's, it's kind of nice to be tested like this, tested – early to kind of see what we're made of, see what kind of team we got and see like putting guys in different positions, like just seeing what we got, like exactly what we have. I think last year, Dane has said it in an interview uh, a few weeks back, but it's, it's interesting. Like we're getting Mm -hmm. tested early and we're overcoming, which is good because last year we were just, you know, rolling over teams and just winning and winning and winning and winning. And yeah, there wasn't any injuries. I'm not saying there should be, but like there was no adversity, right? We're just winning, right. winning, and then we play bad and we lose. And it's like, okay, why is that happening? And then right. different things happen. So there wasn't a whole lot of tests last year. Uh, we were just, we were playing well, we were winning, we were, we were rolling last year. So as, as good as it is to be rolling and just winning and winning and winning, like it's good to get tested to see exactly what we got in the tank. 
And this really shows like the legit factor, especially with during these tests, like God forbid someone goes down in the playoffs for another team and they weren't injured all season long. We got to see how they look in the playoffs, but you guys have proven this regular season. You can hang with the best of them uh, despite having a bunch of your starters out. That's what's been really, really important. And I mean, scoring 13 against Philly, I was in attendance for that game. That was a great game uh, going to overtime too. And it seems like a lot of these games, I think they, I think you guys went to overtime twice last year, if I'm not mistaken, one in Albany, I think Bucky scored an OT. I can't really remember the other one off the top of my head, but uh, New York, New York. Yeah. The rib tie was also on the road. So to see a couple of those games at home, giving the fans what they paid for giving them a good show. Uh, I've seen a lot like Tony and I talk about this a lot on the show, but a lot of the times last year, you guys would take the ball straight from the horns, take the early lead and never, never look back. Seems like this one, like you guys are really sort of climbing up and, um, you know, becoming the cardiac bandits in a way, you know, it seems like no lead is safe for any other team. And you guys consistently find your way, crawl your way back in and at least tie the game at a clutch point. Because once you guys score that one, I knew as soon as you guys made it nine, seven, I'm like, this is a completely different ball game going down nine, six or going up six, three, then going down nine, six, then making it nine, seven. I knew the momentum was absolutely swung in the other direction and the bands were going to take this win. Uh, talk a little bit more about how how much of a comeback team this is so far this year. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, we'd love to be playing good in the first half too and giving ourselves that cushion, but I don't think we've necessarily we, – we've had a couple. We've, we've had some slow halves. Yeah, I but think it's, it's also part times, of the game too, right? Yeah, like, a couple yeah. times we've just run into a, uh, into a really hot goalie. And, you know, I, I think it was even like – Higgins Philly, in the Philly game. Philly on the earlier road. on. Yeah. yeah. yeah Philly yeah. at the start. So Philly in Philly, like Higgins played unbelievable. And we had 30 something shots and a half and three goals to show for it. So All we're it like, took was like, one to go in though. And exactly. That, the the and, floodgate and the started thing. to open. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, and that's been the thing. I think, you know, our locker room, thankfully, like there's no panic or anything. It's just calm. Um, if we're down five, if we're down four, it's like, just keep playing. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to change up everything. Like, we create a lot of chances, and if we don't, then we talk about it. But a lot of the times it's been we're running into a hot goalie and we're creating opportunities, but we're not necessarily seeing them. I think sometimes in that, like, first quarter, everyone's so – like, playing in Bandit Land is crazy, right? So, like, yeah. that first quarter, you're buzzing. It takes yep. a second to get your wits about you and and calm down and get into the sense because you're just, like, you have so much energy. You just run around. You want to score. You want to do everything. And – it's so fun. Right. So it's just like, I think that's, you know, we, we start off really hot. We take a lot of shots. We're ripping it up. We're trying. And then we kind of run in more into our methodical approach. And like you said, I mean, like we're a pretty well-conditioned team. Our, our practices aren't easy. Um, so like our practices aren't even easy at all, but um, we're in good shape. And that's why we're a second half team. Um we do well in the second half. <laughs> You're walking by this guy. <laughs> You're good. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, we're a second half team. And it's just like the the chats we have at halftime. It's no panic. It's never anyone's getting yelled at. You need to do this. You need to do that. It's let's keep doing what we're doing. Let's play five minutes at a time and let's see what happens. Like, and, let's, yeah. let's find the weaknesses and let's go from there. Like, there's just, there's no, there's no panic. You got a cat walking around in the background too. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's Wilson. Oh boy, he wanted he he wanted to be on, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah uh, he wants to be on the pod. 
<laughs> but you know what? I, that was what I was going to ask you uh, next was I guarantee you I was going to say JT is definitely not the guy to be throwing stuff around the locker room. He's no. calm. He's cool. He's collected. He's been in this position before multiple times in his career. Yeah. Oh, he's the man. Exactly. That's the thing. Like you're not going to see any anything out of the ordinary out of JT. He's calm. He's collected. He he trusts us. He has full trust in us. And that's the thing. It's nice to have a coach that has full trust in you. Like you could be down by eight and he could come in and be like, let's just get it going. Like, let's get this. We'll do this. Like you guys aren't doing that. You're not doing this. We need to start doing this. Bang out three or four things that need to start happening. We do those things. And usually it, you know, it goes, it goes, uh, it goes better. Like the only thing that really bothers him is if we're giving up easy goals, right? Like we're, yeah. we're all guys. We're not supposed to cause goals. So Transition. I feel like that bothers everyone, though, too. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Transition's a pet peeve of his. If you give up transition goals, you're going to hear about it. And, like, as you should. Like, if you're an O guy, you should not be causing goals. That's the stupidest thing you can do. And when it does happen, you feel like an idiot. So, it's, you know. I mean, other like, other teams have been bitten by Ian McKay doing that exact thing. Well, so. yeah, Mickey's yeah. unbelievable. Mickey's <laughs> banger. I mean, we got sweets running up the floor every now and again. The now. B-ways, you guys are running, cashing on those B-ways. Yeah, you have no idea how much, like me personally, I know, but our offense loves to see a transition goal. Like, if you could just run up there and just pot one that we don't have to do, like, I love it. I well, love it. Every fan goals. is standing up and just waiting for oh, it to happen. Like, just anticipating best. it. It's great. It's, there's nothing better than a transition goal. I love it. I like when I see Mickey buzzing at the floor, I'm like, do it. Or Spangers coming up or anything. Like, it's the best. Rocking his, rocking his Mark Stainhouse cleats. Rocking exactly. his bright yeah, oranges. He's got his bright oranges, just ripping it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just think that was the other thing, too. Like, sometimes you don't need Dane Smith to score the three goals a night. You know, he. I think the other night he got seven assists and he didn't yeah. score a goal. That just shows the amount of talent that's on this team right now where yeah. you guys can switch up your roles every now and then. There's been nights where you scored four. I think it was against Philly. And then there were nights where Ian McCase rips a natty hattie in the first quarter. Yeah. Like, I mean, just I, I feel like everyone plays a different role every single night. Kind of keeps you guys on your toes and gives you guys a lot of motivation to take down any team that stands in your way. For sure. I mean, you, you think about it, right? Like you, you go and look and like, obviously, yeah, we're old guys. We all want to get points. I would love yep. to get five goals a night. Like it would, that'd be great, but it doesn't always happen. Right. But you, you look at different things. Like it's so good. Cause we're unselfish and we're dangerous from all over the place. Like, yeah, Dane's got seven assists, but Josh has three and Kluch has four. Or I have four goals and whatever. I have four goals. Like you see the guys who are getting them open. Like I have four goals. You'll see Mickey holding up two guys while I'm shooting, yeah. <laughs> setting a big pick or Brandon Robinson running through the middle. Like you see us working for each other. Like I think like Kyle Buchanan doesn't get a bunch of recognition. He's got like 50 something points. And like his goal last Friday was awesome. Tiptoeing incredible. around the crease was great. Yeah. Oh, he's one of the best inside finishers I've ever seen. Like in, in dunking and everything, like just his patience of what he does. It's incredible. He's, He's excellent in, in every facet of the game. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic to have in our locker room. He's one of the best leaders I've been around. Like, we we have so many good leaders. We're so lucky in that sense. But, yeah, like, you just see guys working hard for each other. Like, we seriously don't care who scores. I could care less. Like, as long as we win the game and, let's say, I didn't miss, you know, multiple opportunities or whatever, right? Like, because we always say it. Somebody's going to get hot. Like, yeah, Josh, Kluge, and Dane get hot a lot. They're great players. but. Yep. You know, if it's going to be my job to hold up two guys because Josh Byrne's going to come around me and rip a corner. Or You're going to do it. Whatever. I'm going to yep. do it twice, and then they're going to jump to him. I slip. I get the ball. I score. It's a, it's a fully team effort. It is. Yeah, definitely. And you guys are on a six-game win streak, too. 
I think uh, the last game you lost was on the road against Rochester, which feels like it was so, so long ago. Um, But, I mean, you have two back-to-back – yeah, you have back-to-back home games coming up. We'll get into that in a little bit. But what do you think was the best complete team effort the Bandits have showed? They're 10-2 and right now. So, out of the 12 games you guys have played so far, what do you think was the best overall complete game you've played so far this year? Mm, That's a tough question. There have been a lot of freaking good ones too. I'm a lot of really good right games. now. Yeah, I think I think Rochester in Buffalo that win was good. Yeah, um, we'd had some injuries and stuff like that. Different guys going down. We had to kind of make up some stuff, and it was a packed building and, too. Packed barn. Packed for that building one. exactly. Packed barn, and we had to do something. And some guys like I, I think myself, I wasn't playing very well beforehand, and then even then, I I kind of broke out of it in that game. Sully broke out awesome. in that game. Sully broke out in that game, exactly. But then you, you go to, like, Halifax, like you said, in Halifax. That was a pretty solid team effort. That was a weird game. It was slower than we were, thankfully, to come out on top of that one. Um, Philly in Buffalo yes. was a good one. And I don't want to just say that because I had a pretty good game. But I think I just, like, all these pieces clicking, like the defense click, transition click. Vino was awesome. Our offense was kicking the ball around. Like, I think, like, Daner had 10 points. Bucky had seven. I had whatever. Like, yeah. Mickey had, like, two goals. B-Rob was awesome. Sharing like, the wealth think, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think JT was on an interview. I think he said that was, like, a very, very good team win. Um, Absolutely. But I think it's funny because I, I think we're doing all this, and I don't even think we've clicked on all cylinders yet. I think there's still more. So, I think there's always room for improvement with us. We always want to keep it going. But that's the thing, like – we haven't even seen what our full healthy lineup can do. Which is scary but, to the rest of the league. Which is, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we're six games in a row. We haven't even had our full lineup. of Everybody that we have who's expected to play, we haven't had them in a game and everything go right. We haven't seen it yet. So, right. it's nice. It's a good feeling over here. It's exciting. Definitely. And yeah. you guys got Colorado coming up. We we all know the bad blood between this team and Colorado. They beat us in the championship a couple of times this or since I think they won 2006 against us, and I think they won. Yeah, they won last year in 2022. So you're you're rocking the sweet green unis on Saturday. Oh yeah. And I don't know. If there's possibilities of maybe a Chase Frazier return. I don't know. We'll see when once the injury report comes out, but. You guys are going to be rocking the greens. First time facing Colorado since last June. What can we expect if I'm sitting in section 302010 something watching this game? You're going to expect a lot of people around you from what I've heard. Yep. I think it's oh, uh, yeah. going to be a packed building. Um, I'd expect a good game. I I don't want to ruin it. I'm shaking that you just that obviously I I've, I've been thinking about it. I, I don't really think I don't necessarily want to say it was circled on the calendar just because it isn't like a conference game. It's not. I circled it as a fan. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I don't necessarily think, you know, the importance of it is a win. We need another win. We want to keep winning the conference games we have with teams that we play twice or three times and making sure we beat them two out of three. I think importance wise is probably up there, but this is a big game. This is obviously Everybody knows what happened last year. Like, I mean, yep. last year, Calgary came into our building in the first game of the year, and it was Stomped go time. Them. Everybody Stomped knew what needed them. to happen. Yep. And this game, like, it's not – you don't want to make a big deal out of it. Like, just be like, oh, it's such a huge game. It's a massive game. And it, it's not insanity. 
I don't want to think of it as that way, but it is because, you know, everyone was there. We know what happened. We know what we need to do. Yep. We know what they did to us in our building and we're not going to let it happen twice, especially in front of a packed crowd. And it's one that's going to be, it's not going to be hard to get up for this game and get excited to make a play and, and get out there. And I didn't even play a game last year in the championship series. I got to play Colorado in Colorado, but yeah, you know, I didn't play and I'm just as pissed off as everyone else was. So I'm excited to get a crack at them. I, I can't wait for Saturday. I want to get in there. And I'd expect a hard physical game. I mean, they're a good team. They, that's why they were last year. Like, their record doesn't necessarily show it this year. They've had some struggles and stuff, but they're going to bring it to us. They know exactly what's going to happen. Like, I, we're going to see a team that's probably like what we saw last year. It's, it's not going to be hard for anyone playing in the game on either side to get up for this game. Everybody knows what's going on. It's going to be highly tuned into. It's going to be a good game. And uh, I think they're 10 one the NLL title and the PLL title as a goal. Yeah, pretty good and, year. Yeah, pretty good year for him, but I, yeah. I think that's got to change. But Zed Williams uh, is an absolute freak, and I think he's from Salamanca, New York. I uh, go Silver to, Creek. Uh, Silver Creek. Yeah, I go to Fredonia, so yeah. he's like 10 minutes away from me, my hometown. So whenever I uh, drive past it, I give it the middle finger sometimes. Yeah, we were but, doing uh, the school program out at Silver Creek, and there's yep. just like a oh. Zed Williams shrine. But no. he was pretty good there, so it no, he sense. was. But uh, yeah. obviously, some bad blood there. Just I don't know. He's he was I an absolute you. animal. I absolute yeah, he's animal. an animosity. He's a fantastic player. I've uh, he is. I never met him. I heard he's a great guy, but yeah, he's a fantastic player. But we'll handle. Him. Yeah, gotta shut him down the best you can. And then you got San yeah. Diego after that. I don't know if the Bandits have ever played in San Diego before. I know they came here. We right have because the world we went and down. beat them. Apparently, they went and beat them. The uh, the 2019 year because everybody always lets Kyle Buchanan hear about it. Any chance? Like, <laughs> I don't even they, remember that. Game. I don't even remember. I don't remember, but I guess the bandits went out there and rinsed them like 16, five or something like that. Like oh, just it sounds like it. something we would do on the road. Yeah. Probably. It does, yeah. yeah something. So I guess, yeah, that's, it's funny. It's kind of like an ongoing joke when it gets brought up. Like everyone's like, do you remember the last time we were there? And Bucky's like, don't even talk. Like, I bet you Connor Fields got some got some stuff too. From yeah, that. and Fields he would have yeah. been there. Yeah, I guess I always forget he was on that team too. Uh, but yep, you guys got San Diego. They're a tough team, but I think it's a team that if, you know if you hold down guys like Dane Doby, I think he should be able to win that game. Their goalie is very very good too. Don't get me yeah. wrong, solid defense. Uh, but I think one more thing. I think another very underrated part of this team is the faceoffs. I mean mm. Max Adler, the way he's so physical and when he takes those faceoffs, like. I think his go-to move is to like get on top of the ball and then just send it backwards for one of the defenders to get it so they can set up an outlet pass. He's been very, very physical in that circle, and I've been surprised that some of the times the referees like let them really battle out for it. I know. It's, yeah, it's wild. He's a freak. There's a lot more that goes into it than, than you'd think. It's it's kind of crazy. Like We'll do practices with different situations and where you got to fly that ball to, and Maxi has all this insight as to, I could do this, I could do that. We could go here, there, and everywhere. It's it's wild. But yeah, I agree. Max is a killer. He's awesome. He's a beast. He's uh he's the nicest guy. But yeah, he's been huge. He's been awesome for our team. I think he you take kind of the stress off guys like Fraze and Mickey and Weezer with having to take face offs and yeah. put the extra wear on their bodies throughout the game and you get, get a guy the Fogo like guy in there. Yeah. Exactly. You get a guy like Maxi who's gonna win it and you know, he's gonna do it a majority of the night and that gives us all these extra possessions and we'll take all the extra possessions you can get. Um, you know, like possession wise, we usually score, I guess it's like a one out of every three kind of clip or whatever it is. Like something of that nature, I think is like the goal one yeah. out of every four maybe. So any possession helps. Anytime we can get the ball to our offense is good. So 
Anytime we can up that number is solid. Maxie does a fantastic job of that for us. Power play's been great, too. Seems like you guys uh, – I don't know if you guys draw up a lot of those plays, but I talked to – Tony and I actually talked to Delby Paulus, former Bandits player, and uh, he said that they would run an offense with Darius Kilgore called, just called backyard lacrosse on the power play, where they would just throw it to the open man, fast-paced passing, find the open guy in front of the net and have him score. Yeah. Uh, you guys have this, I know obviously you do have design plays, but that power play has been absolutely phenomenal this year. Is it, is it that fast paced style or is it more like a finesse kind of style? Um, a little bit of both. I think a power play, right? Like in box across, it's just like you can draw plays. There's like, there's always going to be three or four plays that you can fall back on. But ultimately, like if you could kick the ball around enough and make a defender screw up or draw a guy out to somewhere or, and catch get a guy a napping. Shot. Yep. Catch somebody napping. Exactly. Like it, it all, it really depends on what the short man is going to throw at you. Like, you know, some teams play two guys kind of tighter up high, which really leaves it open for the two wing guys. Some guys kind of pack it in tight and their goalie steps up. And that's where you see guys step behind the net for those dunks. But ball movement is the killer, right? Ball movement, yep. ball movement, everybody up top and whatnot. Like everybody just has to be a threat. That's the whole point of the man up. Like you just have to be ready to rock at any point. It's like a, the man up is shoot first, ask questions later. Like, if you think you like it, take it. That's just all it is. Like, it's you got two minutes to put the ball in the back of the net, and you see it so many times. Like, and you see guys on our team, obviously, who've been playing together for so long and, and oh, do yeah. it for four years. And you have a passer like Dane Smith, you have a crease guy like Kyle Buchanan. Yep. Box on the shooter or whatever, Kluch or me on the crease or whatever it may be. Like, however way we want to run it. Like, our power play is pretty good. Like, we have all these guys. So, um, but yeah, you have three or four plays, but really, yeah, it's exactly backyard lacrosse. Like you kick it around until something opens up because eventually yep. it's going to. You and can do a bunch of things, but something's going to open up. Absolutely. Penalty kill has been great too, I think, for the most part. Um, just being the fan myself and putting the fan glasses back on, I think a lot of those calls are very, uh, I, you've already know my opinion on a lot of those calls, but um, that penalty kill, whether we like those calls or not, has been shutting it down and shutting it down great. Mm. Um, just the ability that you guys have. Uh, I don't know if you play a lot on the PK, but the way that they work it around in the with the shot clock and the fact that they can get shots off and then scoop the ball right back up and reset it and kill more time, that's been really, really impressive, especially in crucial crucial situations like the third and fourth quarter when sometimes like a cruddy call happens and that happens a lot. They have a they have a tough job, but the bandits, it seems like it really doesn't matter because they go over there and they kill off most of those penalties. It's funny too, because a lot of the times like I would say that I do, but I'm not on it a whole bunch because we usually have a D guy who stays half the time. Like Dane will get the ball or whatever. And you can draw up certain plays that might open up, might not, but like I'm on it a fair bit and it's pretty standard stuff. Like you're just trying, like um, I think thankfully we just have some athletes who can just pick up that ball. Like, I mean, if you throw it off the shin pad and it's going towards anywhere, even within a hundred foot radius of Kyle Buchanan, I think he's probably coming out with that ball. So, like, we have guys like that. We just have ground ball hawks. Like, guys who are able to do it and go move bodies and do what needs to be done. Like, I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to it. Um, like, when you have guys who work as hard as Dane and, and Bucky and, and Josh and, uh, and and guys who just want to sit there and just kill that penalty. And then you get guys who stay up there like Pre or Dylan Robinson and, and Mickey's up there too. Um, you know, like, what we're like – and even going back to what we said at the start, like we're well conditioned, right? Like you're not yeah. tired in those sense or in those areas and in those situations. So 
we've been doing a really good job of it this year. I think we've gotten a couple of really good bounces that, that come back, but we've also worked for a few. So, but we have, yeah, we have been doing a great job of that. It's, it's nice. It, obviously it makes some of those crappy calls a little bit easier to deal with when nothing yeah. happens out of it. It's just an inconvenient two minutes and then you're done with it. Yeah. You mentioned the Philadelphia game being one of your favorite games. Uh, that was my least favorite game for officiating. Uh, I was over there yelling yeah. my ass off at those referees. Was. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Dan gets popped in the face and gets two minutes, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. But you guys won that game. It's in the past. And it, we talk about the shorthanded game. I mean, I think the New Year's Eve game against Halifax, the first game, I think Josh Burns scored like seven goals, and three of them were shorthanded. I mean, the dude yeah. was absolutely a freak in that game. And, you know, you just he's give him an open in lane in general. Yeah, you give him an not. open lane at that restraining line, he's picking a corner every yeah, single I don't, Yeah, I don't actually know if there's somebody in the league that can cover him. Yeah, to be honest with you. If he wants to go to the net, I don't think he's getting – yeah. No, I'll say it. I'll say a comedy. I don't think there is anyone that can check him. He's got a left-handed shot and a right-handed shot. Like He knows how to pass, at least, with his right hand. I've been seeing oh, that yeah. a lot, I'm, Well, too. he's got the righty shot, but if he doesn't do that, it'll go through his legs or yep. jump or whatever. He'll just float in the air and do something crazy. Like He's got a couple moves in the bag that not a lot of us and have. And then he'll always say on the post game, yeah, there's probably a couple more I should have had. I'm like, dude, like, yeah, come on, dude. Like, I know. It's crazy. He's nuts, man. He's no, competitive he's like that. That's just the way it is. He's one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. So that's he's that's a, Josh for you, though. He's a yeah, beast. He's a weapon. He's a beauty. I mean, uh, absolute beast. It's, it's great to have him back, too. It's great watching him. It's nice. Um, that's what I told him right afterwards. I just walked up to him. I was like, it is lovely to have you back out here. Like, <laughs> I like oh, seeing you in a helmet, not a suit. Like, believe me, sitting in that, sitting in those seats is great. It's great to you know go out there and watch him too. Um, but uh, last question: Are you guys scoreboard watching at all? At least in the Eastern Conference, do do the players tend to scoreboard watch? Are you sort of? I would think you guys mostly can look at yourselves and don't really look at the standings too much and know that you guys can control your own destiny. Um, yeah, I mean, like, least, yeah, it's easy to just be like, let's focus on winning. Just win every game. That's the easy thing. Everybody does it. You want to know where things are going, what's happening. Like with the Toronto or Philly beating Toronto the other day. And then that was great. That somebody was great. or whatever. Yeah. Whoever New York beat the other night. Did they beat Philly? Uh, I think so. And then yeah, Georgia, so, so, Georgia so almost beat Toronto and Rochester, then, right? And then New York beats uh, Philly or whatever it is. Like, you don't want to concern yourself with it, but it is like, it's just like, it's in the livelihood of it. Right. Like you want to know what's going on. I wouldn't necessarily say it's scoreboard watching, like kind of right now, like when you're playing different teams, like, you know, when you're going to be coming up against a desperate team, like, you know, this happened last game, they're going to want to win. It's going to be, they're going to be going, you know, balls to the wall, like everything like that. So you find yourself doing it a bit. I think thankfully, like, I've been lucky enough, obviously, to be on on the Bandits and and not have to worry too much about the standings. It takes care of itself when we win. Um, so it's been lovely just to win games and not have to worry about it and just kind of keep moving and moving. It's impossible to avoid though because you just yeah. see so. And I'm not knocking it. I love all the social media. I love that there's oh, so definitely. much to it. It's yeah. fantastic because now I don't have to think about it myself. You can see and you see all these different scenarios and it's fun to talk about. When you're a lacrosse player, you want to talk about lacrosse. Like I mean like Georgia, to... Georgia dropping eighteen on Rochester and still losing. That was yeah, that one kind of pissed me off a little bit. Yeah, like that's wild, right? Like and and games like that happen. Like, you know, I, I know a guy pretty well, Ryan Smith on Rochester. I was just with him yesterday. Yeah. And he was like, We were just kind of laughing in the locker room afterwards because it's like 
snuck out with that one. Like that could have been weird. Like what a weird game. Right. So, but yeah, that's the thing. And you know, that, that, there's so much coverage to it and there's so much different stuff that it just engulfs you. And, and like what I was going to say there, like you should hear us at the gym. Like when we're all there, it's like, if somebody came around, it was like, do you guys ever shut up about lacrosse? <laughs> like we're just, it's always it. Like we go the in typical lax to bro. Talk, today yeah. we were, Today we were more March Madness and talking brackets, but I'm done with March Madness already, time. dude. I had yeah. Virginia going to the Final Four. I'm done with my bracket. I, yeah, I had a Elite Eight, so I was done. But what do you do? And thanks it's to Arizona done. too for I think I think they lost to Princeton today, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, fifteen seed beating the two seed was absolutely stupid too. Yeah, it was funny. Bernsey was like, "Who's Furman?" I was like, "That's Furman, apparently." So, <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, but that's yeah. how it goes. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, thank you for coming on so much. I mean, we love the hearing the midseason report from the actual players and stuff. Cause you know what? We can talk all we want about uh, what we think is going on, but we're just the fans, this show for fans or by fans for the fans. We think we know what's happening, but yeah, we're just the fans that are talking, running our own show. So it's good to have somebody on here. that's actually with the team and knows what's happening in that locker room, knowing that you guys are on this 10 and two record and hopefully making it 11 and two this weekend. Uh, real quick, before we sign off, my sister is actually a huge fan of you too. Uh, could you give out a shout out to my sister, Lily, real quick? That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Lily, thanks for being a fan. Appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in Bandolin. Yep. She'll be there. My brother will be there. Hopefully my uh, two college friends will be there too. It's, I think they're going to the parade first. So they're like, you know what? We'll, we'll test the water, see how we are before going into the building. I so, like uh, it. No, no, don't <laughs> test the waters. Just show up. That's what show I up. told them. I just said, just go. Just, just rip it. It's going to be sure, a Saturday. Make sure just you can walk. Just, as long as you can walk. As long as you can walk in a straight line. And if you can't, just fake it until you get to your seat. Fake until you make it. Exactly. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, man. Like I said before, Anytime. Uh, it's awesome having you know such passionate fans. Like I, I've said it before, we're so lucky. We're very lucky to have the fan base we do. You guys really help us make make it feel like a professional athlete and just having such an amazing following and loyal fans. Like I'm happy to jump on whenever I love talking to you. Yeah. I hope Tony ripped a 300 tonight. And, <laughs> I hope know. he, I hope he did too. I hope he was crazy. I hope he's like that guy, whoever you are, whoever you think you are. I am. I hope Jason, that was Tony. Uh, what's that guy? Jason Belmonte. I think yes. his name is. Yeah. yeah. Absolute I hope that stud. was Tony, but yeah. yeah, I'll jump on anytime, man. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, thank you for putting the city on your back, too. I mean, the Sabres have been struggling a little bit, and we all know what happened with the Bills. So uh, yeah. you guys are like the metaphorical uh, Greg Jennings with the broken leg, putting the team on your back. You know, hey, with all That's what we're here for, man. Yep. That's what we're here for. So, so we do uh, it for. Thank you for coming on, man. This has been an episode of Bantland Boulevard brought to you by Mitchell's Tavern on Transit Road. Thank you for listening. And I'm by, on behalf of myself and my missing co-host and Brad McCulley, thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next one.